Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., but he's not in Washington because he's out and about and on the ground, and he's doing it for all of you, our beloved audience. He's in Miami. By the way, what a tough assignment. Sorry we couldn't get you to Hawaii, <laughs> but we got you. We're going to Miami. Well, I had the chance. Uh, there was a plane flight that was available today from here in Miami to the Virgin Islands, where in a few hours they're doing their caucus you No, know, you uh, really there. should. You, 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 Jamie, you're just I not sort of working hard enough. You're gonna I, I, I could have covered the debate from the Virgin <laughs> Islands. I'm sure it would have been on TV. You could have done it and, well, and you know seen the selection of are nine you coming to my there. event tomorrow? You are, right? I am not going to make it there because oh. Donald Trump has called a 9 a.m. news conference. That's in, true. In uh, Miami tomorrow. tomorrow. It's supposed to be a big endorsement. Right. Yeah, and that's what we're hearing. So I what think. Are you, who uh, are you hearing? What are the rumors? Well, I think you know one of the rumors may be. So we'll see. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. Uh, Nine a.m. tomorrow, and then across town, Rubio's actually doing an event at eleven. So you'd rather so. hang out with Trump and Rubio than me? <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I'm really offended by that. Listen, if uh, it's all about location, this is funny. Actually, in a serious vein here, uh, I I'm, I enjoy the the listeners following me on Twitter. And the complaints that you get from people about, oh, you're biased because you're covering candidate X. Somebody gave me a real hard time the other day about why I was covering uh, uh, Governor Kasich. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, here's my choices. Uh, I can I can drive a five hours round trip for Ted Cruz. I can go across town to get Kasich and across town to get uh, Sanders and Clinton. Or I can get on planes that I don't have the money to do to go somewhere else. And sometimes it's just, just a function of location. Uh, because, for example, with the three Republicans there, uh, Rubio, Cruz, no, and it makes Trump. the most sense. I mean, if you're it had only been the one other person. way around. If it had been Rubio right. up in Orlando, I wouldn't get there. Just you know, distance. So it, that's l- all listen, it logistics matter. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I gave both Trump and Cruz. I actually think it's come down to a two-man race because I, I'm allowed to have opinions more than you. I'm, I'm, that's my take on it. I think you pretty much agree with me, unless we see. We'll know more by Tuesday for sure. Uh, but the polls certainly favor Trump in Florida. It's it's much closer in Ohio, as you and I have been discussing. But so I gave them both two segments on TV Monday, both uh, a half hour on Tuesday on radio. I gave Trump an hour on TV last night, and we're giving Cruz an hour at Friday night on TV. I don't think I can be any more fair, but both sides accuse me of being unfair. <laughs> of course, of course. I, I think can't it, win. The polls in Florida are interesting because they continue to be uh, badly split, depending on the methodology that's being used. If you're using the Republican voter file, it's a single-digit race. There was another poll that came out like that today that showed it at 7. If you're not, if you're just having the people self-identify, then it's as much as 23 in the favor of yeah. Trump. So well, the we'll Fox is 23. There. The CNN is plus 16 Trump. The Quinnipiac is plus 23 the Washington Post is plus. Uh, that's Clinton. I'm sorry. Is uh, no, it's it's only seven for Trump. There's there's like there's like five polls that showed in single and five that showed yeah. in in doubles and high doubles. So I, I mean I think that's probably, and then you've got a mix. You got a poll that came out yesterday that was Trump plus six in Ohio, and then the Fox News poll came out and it was it was Kasich plus five. What's the or difference six. exactly? I, yeah. th- I do think that if you were if you, there was a betting window, you'd probably be more likely to put a few bucks on Kasich winning in Ohio than Rubio winning in Florida. But as we saw the other night with. Bernie Sanders in Michigan and Hillary Clinton. Sometimes the polls are off. Sometimes one team uh, does not get their vote out as well as they can, and there can be a different thing. So, you know, there it was funny because yesterday, and this is the trouble that you run into as a candidate at this point in time, uh, Rubio being the example, because once things start going sideways, once they get a little off kilter, then it be- can become a rush uh, going that way. The rumors were out yesterday. I was getting texts and emails. Oh, Rubio's canceled his 5 p.m. event. He's not even going to show up. He's just going to cash in, and he's going to be done. He's not even going to the debate 
And as all these things are happening, I'm looking up and there's Rubio speaking. So, you know, social media has sort of taken those rumors to a new level, which is unfortunate for a candidate who is struggling like a Rubio right now, because then the questions from reporters are routinely, hey, when are you getting out of the race? Not something like, hey, what do you believe on issue X? And that doesn't make it doubly difficult, I think, for Rubio at this point in time. Tonight, I would assume that we're going to see more attacks by Rubio and Cruz against Trump. Cruz had uh, Senator Mike Lee here just a little while ago endorsing him. It's the first uh, time he's gotten a senator to get on board with him. And I, I would it's think... It's funny that- because I met Lee at one of the events I was speaking at. It wasn't CPAC. It was one of them. And, and he said he was not going to endorse, but he was doing events for Rubio and Cruz individually. That was some have some have uh, tried to do it that way and, and parse it. I know in uh, South Carolina, I think it was Mark Sanford who showed up at everybody's events until he finally decided, if I remember correctly, to come out for Cruz. I think he came out for Cruz. I can't remember. But there are a number of politicians who do exactly that. I remember years ago being up in Georgia. This would have been 96. Lamar Alexander, now the senator from Tennessee, was running for president. And he went to the Macon, Georgia Gun Club, as I remember, out uh, to the west of Macon, I think it was. And the then member of Congress from that area, later Senator Saxby Chambliss showed up, and I pulled Chambliss aside, and I said, what are you doing here? You're not endorsing, are you? He said, no, 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 I'm just being a good citizen. Uh, you know, some candidate comes to my district, and I'm going to show up at that event and say welcome. So there are a lot of people who do exactly that. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Jorge Ramos last night tear up Hillary Clinton? Yeah, I don't know if I call tear it up, but he certainly uh, he certainly he stumped her, her hard. for a second. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, she bristled at his question, you know, would you drop out if you were indicted? It was almost, I think it was, as a radio person, it it reads really well. Unfortunately, Ramos's um, accent made it a difficult soundbite to really hear that clearly, but uh, she bristled at it, you know, and, and said she wasn't even going to answer that question. And then, of course, the other one, the Benghazi question as well, that I'm sure elicited some negative reactions today on talk radio. You know, overall, I thought that debate might have been the sharpest one one yet between Clinton and Sanders. She did something again last night that she did Sunday in Detroit, which was she reached back into Sanders' record, his voting record in the Congress, to try to bring out a point that she wanted to attack on on immigration when she went back and said, well, you voted against the 2007 uh, immigration reform bill that was pushed by Kennedy. And he uh, he said, well, basically, you know, you've been on all sides as he brought up some of the things that she has uh, changed on on immigration. I didn't think one seemed to have an advantage at all last night, but it does raise the question, obviously, in the aftermath of the Michigan upset, can Bernie Sanders do the same thing in one of those states next week? Uh, Ohio would be a good example, Illinois and Missouri. I'm not so sure he's got the greatest of chance here in Florida. This seems to be more of a Clinton area to me, but uh, you do have to remember how badly the polls were off in, in Michigan, and you can't ignore that. Well, you can't ignore that at all. I think, you know, it's it's an admonition for every state, every politician. Some of them have been right. Some of them have been fairly accurate. My, my gut instinct tells me Hillary's got the nomination. My gut instinct tells me Probably Ohio is up for grabs right now. It's pick him. And I probably would say advantage Kasich only because it's his home turf and he's got infrastructure there that no other candidate's going to be able to tap into. Yeah, and I think that's a good, actually, it's a good comparison to compare between him in Ohio, Kasich in Ohio, and Rubio here in Florida. Governor Kasich, I think, has a much better organization and infrastructure to rely on in terms of getting votes and getting support and getting people out. I don't sense that Rubio has the same extensive organization. Now, he does have it down here in South Florida, especially in Miami-Dade County and in areas that he's very familiar with. And I'm certain that we'll see probably a big boost in in the turnout levels and in participation down here. But extending that around the state, uh, you know, maybe he does and I don't notice it, but I just think that's maybe one of his Achilles heels that he just doesn't have as much of that infrastructure that a governor certainly does. Yeah, I think that's a big issue. And I'd say advantage Trump in Florida. Uh, if he gets the endorsement we think he's going to get tomorrow, I think that's even more helpful because then the infrastructure issue I'm mentioning with Governor Kasich then would favor 
uh, favor Trump, although you got to remember that Marco has that. There's some early voting numbers that have come in that show Trump dominating, though. Uh, Actually, we've had both, but you're correct. There have been some that have been very big for him, and that's what we've seen in other states. It's a question, too, of what happens on Election Day. You know, uh, the the, the Cuban-American community certainly is going to get out the vote, I think, for Rubio. And we've seen uh, members like Ileana Ross-Layton and Carlos Curbelo from Congress doing some work for him down there. Now, how much they're going to do and how invested they're going to be, that's a completely different story. Because it just doesn't seem like that Rubio was as organized in his home state as maybe he was in other places. And, of course, you know, this is the, 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 the big sort of uh, organizational, uh, you know, game that you play. And you never quite figure out, are you going to get that far? Are you going to have a lot of people who are ready, et cetera? You know, and, and as one of my friends just leaves me a note right here and he says, yeah, Jeb, Jeb Bush had most of the infrastructure in Florida. And he's absolutely right. And that's the, the advantage that Jeb would have had. Is there any Jeb Bush did not turn that over to Marco Rubio? Yeah, that's the next question I have. There had been rumors that Jeb might come out for Rubio, but we it's both a little late know. to be doing that now, huh? Uh, I don't know. Oh, it was so tense between them. I think it's going to take time and, I don't know, maybe well, I prayers think that's and mainly fasting a one-way thing, that I have to together. tell you. I still think it's mainly a one-way thing that it's Jeb Bush who just feels like Rubio should have never gotten in the race in the first place, that, uh, you know, he's too young and that uh, he should never have even considered it, that Jeb Bush should have just uh, been able to push him out. So it, it may be a little more one way than anything else. But, yes, I don't sense that there's going to be an endorsement. And even if it was at this late point, it doesn't mean very much. It would certainly been if you really wanted to have the impact to stop Donald Trump, it would have been something that you would have done over a week ago. You know, one of the things Donald Trump wanted to point out last night, I asked him if there's anything he's liberal on. He said no. He said he calls himself a common sense conservative. And then he, he, he seems to be getting frustrated at the attacks from others that he's not a conservative. And well, he does have, and there's, he has given people an awful lot of ammunition in the past. Now, I know you say that he's changed. Uh, then again, there's a number of other people who have uh, sort of changed. Well, a lot of people that doubt it, I understand. I, but listen, I, I, he explained in a lot of detail last night that he was a businessman. And people are either going to believe him or not. And I'm not in the business of telling people what to think here. And then he went through energy independence and immigration, he even supports the penny plan. And he gave me credit for learning about the penny plan, which is funny because it was actually Connie Mack's penny plan um, and and his health care savings accounts, which, as you know, just a couple of weeks ago, they put up on the website now and on defense and on issues involving national security and veterans, et cetera. So he went through a whole list last night in a way that I thought was more comprehensive than he ever had in the past. Did you get a chance to see it? Uh, I did not. I do think. Do that you ever watch my show? Do you ever um, pay attention to what I do? Very rarely. I'm sorry. I was watching the Democratic debate last night, not the counter programming oh to it. I'm sorry about that. Oh my gosh! How could you I watch that? I do think something that. Well, I was assigned to do it. It's like part of the job. I do think one of the things that might come up today is this story that's been brewing out there about this reporter that had this run-in with Corey Lewandowski, of the campaign manager for Trump. Uh, that, I think, is getting a little more play out there in the in sort of media circles. And I don't think it's out of the question that CNN might bring that up and ask Trump about it today, especially in the wake, uh, wake of the statement that was put out by Hope Hicks, uh, the spokeswoman for for, uh, for Donald Trump. So watch that tonight. It's what did she say that, in the statement? I didn't see it. Uh, basically that um, no one has any evidence that this happened and this uh, that this woman makes things up. 
So it was the story was sort of petering out, I thought, until that statement came out. And I think it rankled a lot of people. And well, is it a I sort just, of he said, she said? I mean, if a lot of cameras were there, wouldn't it be on video? Uh, well, there, it was not on video, evidently, because they were walking away. But it's, uh, you know, I just pointed out, I'm not saying that anybody's right or anybody's wrong. I'm just saying that uh, look for, I, I just get the sense that that is bubbling no, you're up. Usually, you're thinking it might come up as a question tonight. We'll have to wait and see. It might. Uh, what is Bernie? Sanders strategy at this point don't they kind of look at these numbers and say this isn't going the way we would need it to go to win a pro win the nomination well I think let's let's be honest you know whatever happens next Tuesday for him it's a lot like uh, the situation for Rubio and Kasich uh, you know you roll the dice and you hope uh, that you do really well next Tuesday and then if you're Sanders and you've won a couple states you can go on if not I do think that there would start to be calls for him to get out of the race especially if if Clinton you know, if Clinton were win to, to win all five states next week, uh, I, I tend to think that that would start a lot of people sort of looking at Sanders and saying, you know what, with the big break coming up without many primaries in the in the Easter area, it might be time to go. But we'll see what happens. Maybe he can spin a few upsets next week, and then that goes into April as well. Did you see any of the, the testimony of Loretta Lynch um, talking about civil action discussions against fossil fuel or climate change deniers and then saying that the White House should stay silent on the Hillary email investigation? I did not see that. I, I, I noted that she was testifying, but I was on the road yesterday, and, and I have to say it gets harder and harder when you're out on the road to pay any attention to what's oh, going on in Congress, and I fully understand why most people shut it off and don't know what the heck is happening up there in D.C. The best part of last night, one of the best parts of last night's show, I was in the airport, and I met a vet. He actually ended up being the vets for Trump. Anyway, this guy obviously had gone through hell in, in Iraq. He went on one tour, and he had his arm blown off, and his, he's had six years of medical attention. And he told me in the at the airport how horrible the VA had been to him. I, anyway, I invited him to the, uh, the event that we were doing last night, and he came on stage and told the story. It was one of the most—it is unbelievable that our government— Forget whether you're Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative for a second. Treat these people as horribly as they do. It's just unbelievable. Uh, and that, that story's not going away. And uh, no. the, it's one that the Congress, in fact, one of the guys who's done a lot of work on it, Jeff Miller of Florida, announcing today uh, that he is not running for re-election after a number of years of chasing the VA on exactly that. Yeah, because he probably feels like it's impossible to solve the problem. <laughs> That's how disgustingly corrupt uh, Washington is. All right, Jamie, appreciate it. See you, Sean.